Welcome back into the national edition of the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour, Real Kipper and Bourne, brought to you by Bet365. Guys, I, I don't know how you can't start the show on without mentioning the Vancouver Canucks yeah. and Petey. Petey. Four points last night, two and two. Vancouver Canucks edge the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's got 12 points in his last four games, and he is absolutely on fuego on yeah. the road. Yeah, OT winner. I mean, he is a truly he's a special player. It's amazing how the discussions would be in Toronto if this guy were uh, kicking around. The, Let's the... drive up the price. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We don't have to drive <laughs> no, up. Yeah, we do. No, we don't they, have they to do, do it. He's driving it. He doesn't need our help. He's doing it oh, yeah. all by himself. Or maybe Doug McLean might help him as well because uh, if, if he isn't, if he's not the. Uh, I don't know, MVP right now. He's in the conversation. Like, come on. I'd say. Been pretty Absolutely in the conversation. He's close. To, like, he's definitely a finalist. You ask me. One of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean 57 the, points in 42 games right now. Which means he's on pace for. I'm just doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I got into a little on pace problem last night during Leaf Stock, so well, it's okay. Before we broke out of the first hour, we were talking about. Uh, 111. Uh, Rantanen and his situation where he gets to negotiate just like uh, uh, Pedersen, mm-hmm. July 1st. And we talked to Arif Dean, who covers the Colorado Avalanche, and he threw out 12-6 like it was, or 12-5, yeah. like it was nothing for Rantanen. I mean, that, I don't know, you even start, you might start the conversation. It might go north of that. Is there a chance it's as much as Matthews? It's a good question. Uh, th- Petey is an RFA, which I don't know if that changes. No, no, too much. no, it doesn't change a thing. You have to negotiate July first, yeah. like he's UFA. Yeah. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. because now you run the risk of him going further down the road. Did you, do, does the Vancouver Canucks are they as confident as the Toronto Maple Leafs that hey, we don't have to get it done by July first? But we will get it done then in January or February. I don't know if they're confident in that. You know, I, I think it's an uncomfortable thing. Like, you know, talking to Frege in the past, he has said that as soon as Petey wants to talk, they'll talk. So I don't know where they would be, the Canucks, in terms of how they feel comfort-wise. I, it's just one of those situations where it's very eerily similar to the Willie situation here where it's like you probably didn't want to have to pay him a whole lot but were you going to lose him? Yeah. You're just going to have to pay him what he wants. That's what happened with Willie. I mean, he's having the best season he's ever had. He's in a contract here. I guess the RFA thing. But you said it doesn't matter that much. Okay. You just got to pay him. If, you know, trade him. If, yeah. if by chance Willie Nylander doesn't resign and he walks, it's still not a catastrophe in Toronto with Matthews and Marner. Okay. Where, if this guy walks in 16 months, 18 months, where is it for Vancouver? Yes, if, and Miller don't do it for you uh, in the same way? No, uh, no, 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 no. This guy is irreplaceable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a two-way force on top of being, 
you know, the offensive dynamo on top of getting better all the time, you know, filling out that sort of lean frame. He's he's all over people now. All right, is is Doug ready or I text him to come on if I no, Where's he been? I don't know. No, I you know what I was just thinking watching you guys well, PD and Willie Uh-oh. and Rance, like seriously. I mean, I'm not up on the nicknames like you guys are, so, you know, I need it. But you know what I was thinking watching you guys there? You look really good, and I feel I'm bleached out down here in Florida, and I Listen. need Hillary here to do some makeup <laughs> you, or you, something. You're, you're two not for paying two. me, so can you at least get me a makeup artist that can bleach me out a little bit here? <laughs> for, for those of you that cannot see Doug on a Zoom, he's got another terrific shirt on. You shirt. are in your all florida retirement mode right now well i'm going i'm going i had to dress business casual because i'm going out to a country club for dinner tonight and i had to i had to look good but listen Petey is Petey. is that the guy in vancouver that's right the, the one the one thing you didn't mention when you're talking about Petey and and what he's doing is what he's doing for besser and what he's doing for miller and and by the way he doesn't he have them in first place in the entire nhl and right now Probably the number one team. Imagine Vancouver and Winnipeg one two in the NHL. Oh no, like, no, seriously. Is is there anyone that wouldn't pay right now big bucks to see that best of seven? Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, and playing hard. So Petey's got them there. Did you see the movie made last night? The inside the blue line with the hold up, and yes, and then so, cut you know, back thing. Yeah, unbelievable little play, but. You know what? I said it to Nick a couple of years ago when he was when they're in their Stanley Cup run with Travis Green coach, and I said, "Reminds me, he reminds me of Dadzuk with his hockey sense. This guy is over the top with hockey sense, hands, skill." And then he had a drop off last year when they were in turmoil. You know, it's funny how you redo your blue line. Vancouver redid their blue line, boys. Basically, Quinn's there, but they really redid the back end and. Um, some pretty good pickups. Uh, Demko comes back, uh, solid goal ten, and all of a sudden they're they're the best team in the league and coaching, Mac, coaching chain. What does the Vancouver Canucks do? Like, how do you negotiate now? Apples to apples, like uh, take the Willie Willie Nylander against uh, Pasternak. That seemed to have been the comparison all this all this time, but. Yeah. You know, regardless he, of whether you think he's one's better than the other or one's tougher than the other or one's smarter than the other, what happens if if Pedersen goes to the Vancouver Canucks and say, hey, listen, I want to be the highest paid guy in the league by a dollar? I, what do they do? Okay, I'm, te- I'm telling you, it's 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 not a Nylander comparison. So so put Willie aside right now. It's not even close to a Nylander. It's a... Matthews comparison. He's a centerman, the number one centerman. He's playing great hockey. He's got a chance to be a superstar. Vancouver, and I, is he as good as Matthews? Let's. I, I don't want to get into that because I love what Matthews is doing and how well he's played since he's come into the league. I don't want to get into that, but he's that important to the Vancouver Canucks. Every bit as important as Matthews is the Leafs. Vancouver Canucks cannot lose two players, boys. They can't lose Quinn, and they can't lose Petey. And they better not lose them. So, you know what you do? There's no negotiation in this. It's like, how hard are we going to get hammered here? Oh, my gosh. On this deal? How hard are we going to get hammered? And Pat Brizon is drooling over this one. Oh, you know, uh, you know, Jimmy Rutherford or, you know, 
Brennan Shanahan, they're their presidents ultimately. They're, they're like bank tellers now being held up. All these players have to do is just go in there and say, put the money in the bag and don't try any funny stuff. That's it. That's I the love, negotiation. I love how, I love how these the, we talk about and they go on about the negotiations. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did. I did, I, I did enough of them with guys I had that were no damn good, and I know how tough they were. You know, it, it, when you when you're negotiating a contract for for the best players on your team, whether it was a Nash I was doing or whatever, that that was that was small time compared to this guy who's a franchise player. This guy and Quinn and the Quinn in New Jersey when he comes due. Those guys are franchise players, and you, Vancouver, like, seriously, boys, it's just get it done. Jimmy, tell or whatever his name is there, to get it done. So looking at uh, our Canadian teams here, obviously the Canucks, red hot, Winnipeg red hot. The Oilers have won nine in a row. You know, are, have we gone in like a month or two from this team's going to miss playoffs and blow it all up and everyone's going to leave to their, like, the cup favorites in Canada? Maybe not in Canada. You know what? It really pisses me off that you guys don't run the clip of me saying six weeks ago they were going to make the playoffs. And, and don't worry about it. Just relax. It, it, it wasn't going to happen. They, they were coming on, and, and they win nine. I watched their last two games. Like, Nick, I've seen you deke in in, uh, in your noon hour league, and you're a pretty good deker, you know, when you used to deke <laughs> Millard. You know, when you and Millard, Millard had put the goalie pads on and make on, he was a goalie, and you'd deke him. You look pretty good. What about what about McDavid's deeks on breakaways? Never Have seen anything. Ever seen, no. I've never seen anything even remotely close to that. And I watch it the last couple of games, and I go, oh, man, is he unbelievable. But you know what? I fell asleep the other night when they did the 15-minute uh, offside uh, checkup. I think Coley Campbell and his group fell asleep, too, in the <laughs> Toronto office because it took them 15 minutes to decide on that offside. But anyway, look, um, I, the, they're, not, they're not ready to compete, Edmonton. They still have to they – they need a couple of additions there, boys. They need a number three centerman, big time. And I think they need a little oh, – obviously, they need a backup goaltender, although the kid last night in Detroit battled hard. So – they're not ready to contend, but they're close. And with McDavid and Dreisaitl and Kane and company, Hopkins, uh, you know, uh, Hyman, what a, what, a, what a story Hyman's become. So they're, they're right there. I'd love to see a series between them, Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto. It would be great to see. We'd like to go to the tape where you said the Oilers were going to make the playoffs six weeks ago. But the moment your segment is over, we burn it. <laughs> well, then I, I was just thinking, I do so many of these damn shows that maybe it was on another show. Maybe it was on the Two Mutts podcast in Edmonton or somewhere that I that I did that. But no, I did. I was I was quite confident they were going to be all right. Okay, uh, but you know that's okay. Good. I don't. You don't need to run it. I'm not looking for a job. You know. No, no, we know that. Um, <laughs> we got to ask you. We got to ask you about uh, Corey. Hello. Dave Poulin got a job. Jacques Martin got a job. Like, seriously. Like, what the How can you not get on? a job? She's next, and Berkey, next thing, he'll get another president's job. Not only <laughs> league, but he'll, he'll leave the women's league and get another president's job. You know, anyway, okay. Gotta ask you, I got to ask you about Corey Perry and whether or not uh, 
there's concerns about is it easier for him to go to a, a quieter market than, say, a Canadian market? Well, it's interesting. Somebody sent me a note today. Would he, would would Edmonton look at him? And I, I'm thinking. Well, I mean, I think Edmonton really are focused on a backup goalie, and and I I, I don't know what Kenny's focused on. I'm just thinking this, and I'm thinking, you know, a, a really bona fide number three checking centerman, defensive, a defensive type centerman would really fit in well there, and let the kids come along. But I, you know what I, I, I think. I think he, you know, he can go and help somebody. And what is going on? Like, this is what, taking two months to sort this out? This is like the offside ruling, like seriously. I don't think there's anything to sort out. I think there's just a, a quiet period, and then he comes back and plays somewhere. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, I mean, the contract was going to be terminated. I mean, what is, anyway. We'll yeah. I, I hope he comes back. I don't know what happened. I don't know the details. I, I just, I, you know, I'd like to see a guy finish in a, a great career that he had on a high note. Do you think he, it, he can help teams in the playoffs? Do you think everybody, including on the internet, would feel like you, or would they just be digging, like, still trying to find out answers, like most of them try and speculate? Yeah, you know, I've never been an insider, so I don't pay much attention to that stuff. I, I just, I, you know, I, 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 I like to watch the games and see who wins and loses and leave the rest of that stuff to you and Elliot. No, not born me. There, the, you know, like you insiders. I wish Cox was still there doing it. And I could really <laughs> have some fun. But anyway, you know, it's fun watching all you guys with all you're like, it's almost like watching the business channel, CNBC when the market's up and when the market's down. <laughs> and I listen to these geniuses and I'm thinking they're like the hockey guys. They haven't got a clue. What's going on. They just talk. Oh, he's just lighting hundred dollar cigars with his American money, watching yeah, us go in. Yeah, yeah, getting in his Porsche. Yeah. Oh, and and Max gone. Is Doug? Okay, hold on. Let's go back. Where, where Come are back you to going? Doug. Come back to Doug. I just I wish you were here. <laughs> Those look beautiful. Look at that beautiful case he's got. He's yeah. doing all right. Yeah, but he's using a big lighter. He ain't, he's not using the hundred dollar bill. Breaking a match with his big lighter. He's uh, lighting them up. So Mac, yesterday we uh, had a conversation with uh, Terry and out of Philly. You know they're discussing all Cutter Goche, John Tortorella sources. Give us your latest, your vibe, your feeling, your thoughts on Cutter Goche for Jamie Drysdale. Well, you know, I, I, I said it to Nick the other day, and it, I sort of chuckle. I, I go back in the old days, but I, I'll never forget Blake Wheeler, fifth overall pick of the Arizona Coyotes, would not sign. I mean, people got fired when they drafted Blake Wheeler in, in Arizona. People were so upset about that pick where most people had him in the second round, but they took this big kid. He be, All of a sudden, he goes to Green Bay in the USHL, becomes a six-foot-five winger, goes to the University of Minnesota, becomes a star, and all of a sudden, he won't sign. He, he won't sign with Arizona. Boston, get him done. So the kid is exercising his rights. That's what he's doing. And, and we used to worry about that. We used to worry about when you draft a kid and he goes to college, you've got to be 100% aware of his rights and what he what he can do if he wants to sit out, um, so or, or hold out, wait out, wait out till he graduates. It, it's so you know what I, I I was a little disappointed in Philly's reaction. I got to tell you, I really was. You know, 
You <laughs> lost the player. You made a good trade. Suck it up and move on. But to say he wouldn't talk to me, and I mean. Didn't I, they need to protect themselves as new guys in those roles a little bit and explain why they just traded a guy that everyone loves? Well, because he wouldn't sign with them, I guess. And, you know, they, they wouldn't, he wouldn't even talk to them. So what went awry? What happened there? When you draft a kid, you spend so much time. They've got 100 player development guys running all over the country talking to these players. They got 100 assistants. Like, what do you mean nobody will talk to them? Like, I, I didn't. Mac, I, 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 don't, I was confused I, by it. The, the feeling is they made, they had, they had enough talks where it was abundantly clear he did not want to sign there. So what's right. left? Even if he There's doesn't want left. to tell you, he doesn't want to tell you. What, what's left is you can make them wait. That's yes. all that's left. Yes. And risk, and risk losing them for nothing. But that's so two that's and a half years from option. now. That's right. So you say, you, you say, okay, that's fine. You're not going to sign with us. We'll, we'll wait a year. We'll wait a year and see where we are. But you're taking a big risk of losing a guy for nothing, or at least you're up against a timeline on a deal. I, I, you know, I mean, I don't know if Drysdale's any good. I know people were talking about him this summer when he was a free agent. Looked like he was going to be a really good player when, his, when he was drafted. I don't know what he's going to be now. But uh, when you draft kids and they go to college, it's all bets are off, boys. That's just the way it is. And that's the CBA. And you know it inside out as a GM. And, uh, and your cap guys know it inside out. That's all you can do. But just to, you know, like, I don't know him from a hole in the wall. Like, I mean, come on. Seriously. <laughs> bit much. Yeah, bit much. Okay, I, I cannot leave the, the, your segment without asking you about uh, the team that you uh, ruined, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, word is that their goaltender, Merzlikens, has confirmed uh, he wants to be traded. So what do you make of Elvis wanting to leave the building? <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, and, you know, it's like when they asked uh, Mark Crawford for a scouting report on him when he was playing in Europe and he was a superstar. And there he said, his name's Elvis. Do I have to tell you anything more? <laughs> that, pretty well, that pretty well sums up. You know, Elvis has been, you know, he's been a hot shot. I look, the, the coach says he can't, he doesn't want to play him because management want to see the other guy. Then management say it's a coaching decision. So what's really going on? So, and then he says, well, I, I'm not going to be a third goaltender and I, I'm not going to get enough practice time as a third goaltender. And I'm a number one goalie. Well, look, he's been good at times. He's been good at times. And he's been bad at times. But I'll tell you what happened. If you watched the Washington game a week to 10 days ago, remember what happened when he, he made the faux pas at the end of the game? And that was the start of it. Mm. And Washington players all laughed at him. And they lost the game. And then he hasn't been – I haven't seen Heidner hair from then. I don't know him from a hole in the wall now. You know, so, <laughs> so what, what – something happened after that game. They blamed him for the loss against Washington. Remember that the, the the battle at the net and he took the penalty and they scored in the power play in overtime? Hasn't been the same since. So they're, they're tired of him. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. And it looks like he might be tired of them. I, I hate hearing guys. And you know what I love about him? He said, I won't sell my house. I love Columbus. I'm going to keep my house. I like, 
Who cares if you keep your house? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. That's funny. So Seriously. should the least trade for I Elvis? Remember when, I get, when I get fired in Columbus, I'm on my way to the airport to go somewhere, and Jill phones me and said, somebody just phoned wants to buy our house like five minutes after I get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say, well, I'm going to keep my house because I really love it here. Yeah. <laughs> so what do the Leafs do with their goalie? Should they trade for Elvis? Should they start Hildeby? Should they start Samsonov? What are they going to do? Trade for Elvis? You're not serious. <laughs> serious. I don't know. They got I'm asking enough? you. Yeah. You know what? What do they do for the goal? Well, Murray's coming back, I heard. Yeah, that's what Kip tells me. They don't rule him out. They get a first-round pick for him from Pittsburgh, maybe. Hold <laughs> oh, no. Dubas said something back. I, hey, there, there's a uh, there's a real problem here in goal. That that they they've got well, well the kid's going to come back and that'll solve their problems. He's going to be well rested and that's going to solve their problems. So they, how far away is he? Is he still a couple of weeks away? What's the word on him? Samson of the kid. No, no, Wool. Wool, oh, yeah, he's still a ways away, right? Uh, I don't know. The they, they think he could maybe go on a road trip, uh, the Western road trip, but I, I don't think it, it's imminent that he's going to be playing still anytime soon. Uh, but we'll have to wait well, and he, see. But, but they don't need him. No. You know, if he's back a month before the playoffs, six weeks before the playoffs, that's all they need, and, and get him in the right frame of mind. I mean, this kid could be really, really important. He looks so good before he got hurt. And, I, you know, I think with him, so who's going to be the backup? Jones, Samsonov. I, I don't. I don't really care who's going to be the backup because they're not going to win with the backup. They're, the only chance they have to win is if he comes back and he's as good as when he left, unless they change their blue line a little bit. I read Borny's comments today about how much he loves watching Giordano, and I'm thinking I don't like watching him as much as Bourne does. I like watching him five years ago as much, but not right now. And. You know, I, I've said it since day one. I, look, you love Giordano. You love what he brings to the table. You love his career. He's quality through and through. But I watched him last year in the playoffs, boys. He was he was, yeah, he was tired. He's tired. He was hurting. He's... He, he, you know, so hopefully a little fresher concern. going into the playoffs. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully he's a little fresher, and that that's really going to be critical to make sure he is. Okay, talk the well, last one for me in Ottawa. Uh, Pinto's back skating. Uh, he's going to play against the Flyers, I believe, on the 21st. Uh, just your thoughts on him changing at all the dynamic of Ottawa in any way, shape, or form. But overall, like, how shocking are you that Ottawa never even scratched the surface on being somewhat of a playoff team? I'm, I'm shocked. I, I really am. I, I really thought they were going to take a major step. And now... Here's your your real dilemma in 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 uh, Ottawa, and we talked about it. You know, you guys asked me about Shabbat, Chikrin, or at least I mentioned those names. But here's their problem: Sanderson is by far their best defenseman. Mm-hmm. He he's blown by these guys. He is blown by them. And now, what do you do with the money he's making? The money Shabbat and Chikrin are making. How do you restructure, rebuild, and fix this team? Um, you know, I know they're they're out looking for defensemen right now to you know to fill a gap in the back end, but uh, they it, it shocked me. It shocked me how bad that group has become. I thought Jock could go in and help them a little bit. Are they worse? Are they worse or what? They're no better. That's for damn sure. 
and their goaltend has been so abysmal. I love Gary Ox tweets during the game. Uh, I wish a goalie would make a save. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I'm shocked by it. I thought they would contend. I thought they would contend for a playoff spot. And it's been a disaster. And you know what? I feel bad for them. I mean, I, I feel bad for them because we looked at the Bathersons and the Norrises and the Kachuks and, and these kids as being really high-end type of players. And none of them, as Stutzel, he hasn't even been great. And he's a hell of a player. So I, I'm just really disappointed in Ottawa. I really am. You know, if I can get you to come out of your shell a little bit, I think you got a real future in broadcasting. Well, you know what? I was watching Jimmy Johnson on the show the other day. Jimmy's on the NFL Fox broadcast, and I looked up. He's 80. <laughs> like, he's 80. There you go. Harry Sinden just, just stepped down from sports management worldwide as a, as a professor. I've just taken his job in that little gig. And Harry stepped down at 91. So, so what um, you're telling me is the real Kipper and Bourne show Found you work. Uh, the book found me work. I mean, they're going to have that as a textbook <laughs> for the, uh, oh. For the show. <laughs> oh, my God. We came so close <laughs> to not mentioning the I, book. I, right. Who at Sportsnet continues way, to put it up? We, we've <laughs> we've sold yeah, enough that's books. My, that's, that's either Jen or Hillary. They were my two, or Deb Berman. They were my three favorite people there. So it's one of the three putting it up. But listen, you know what? It's, it's, uh, I'm going to be in Toronto next week. I got to fly up on Tuesday for a book signing and I'm doing a, a speech. So or a, what do you call it? What do you call those? Nick? Uh, uh, just an appearance. It, yeah. An appearance. It, you, you call it a cash cow. I, <laughs> <laughs> I phoned my agent. I phoned my agent last week and said, what should I charge for this book signing appearance? And Nick says, well, this is what I'd charge. I come in a little lighter and you know, I got the deal done. <laughs> well, let us know where you're going to be, and we'll go the other way. Yeah, they haven't notified me yet which courtyard Marriott I'm staying at. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in studio. All right, Doug, you didn't disappoint us, Mac. Uh, put it right back in the ditch for about 15 minutes. Thanks for doing this, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Former NHL president, GM, head coach, and the author of Draft Day. How teams pick winners or get left behind. Doug McLean. The one and only. Are we going to get him in studio? Will he catch fire if he walks on Sportsnet property? What happened? Oh, my God. (laughs) The alarm. (laughs) Code red. I can't even tell you the number of people that would find him and give him a big hug. Oh. Yeah. Hugs for sure. All right. From everyone. Game time? Better rip, Sammy. It's game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please pay responsibly. A couple interesting ones here. Looking at the future market, as you like to make fun of me for, but looking at the futures. Mm -hmm. The injury to Connor Bedard has really made the Calder trophy thing more interesting now. For sure. Because he's down to a minus 180 favorite, and he's been minus basically 500 all year. Been a huge favorite. Right. Luke Hughes is coming in right behind him at plus 400. Brock Faber at 6-1. to one, And Fantilli 8-1. to one, Then it jumps up to Marco Rossi. The question I have off of that, like, is that, you know, is injury, like, was he having a good enough year? Because six to eight weeks is a really long time to miss. 
feels yeah, like you can't I don't win think it. He pulled away far enough to say that you you know you'd give it to someone who played more games. So the Faber one is interesting to me. Um, is his ice time still twenty minutes plus? Probably. Who's that? Brock Faber in Minnesota. He's been really good for them, um, which would make that a tempting bet for me. What about Luke Hughes? Like, what's oh his minutes at? Luke Hughes is playing a ton. Yeah. So, yeah. and Faber's playing twenty four forty one on average. Wow. Per night, it twenty just, points. Wow. It just seems that we're in this era where you just gotta have numbers and you know yeah. light it up on the score sheet. And I don't know. I. I I think if one of those one of those guys as a defenseman can mm. prove top four status in their rookie year and they have their team's having some success, absolutely you gotta look at these guys. How, how much how many points does Faber have? I twenty. Yeah, so Luke Hughes is at twenty three in thirty nine games played, seven goals, sixteen assists. So they're both having a really good year. Wait, so do you have his TOI per chance? Yeah, I do. I do have it. It is just over twenty per game. That's yeah, still very, very 20, good. 20.6. 20. 20.6, yeah. As a rookie 25. coming out of college. 25. That, right? God, that family's so rich. Yeah. <laughs> so family. rich. Oh, my Ooh, God. Okay. And just, just they all, like, this summer, they're just coming in the, if I'm the dad, yeah. just coming in the living room and just dump it in the middle of the floor. Yeah. yeah. Is I'm, there I'm a taking... fourth, like, is there a cast-off sibling yeah. somewhere that's, like, and, you know? We mentioned the Elias Pettersson for uh, as a finalist for the heart. Yeah, according to our beloved Bet Three Six Five, he's not even close. No. So McDavid, McKinnon, Kucherov, Pasternak, Austin Matthews, Luke yeah, Hughes. Oh, sorry, in, Jack Hughes. He's in the conversation. Our Terry Panarin, Quinn Hughes yeah, are he, all ahead of him. He's yeah, at twenty-eight he's, to one. He's in the. He's he's in. A, he's with a handful of guys. Well, then a good place okay. to, to find value. Twenty-eight to one. Yeah. Listen, I, for a guy that we think is having one of the best years in the I, league. I don't know who brought up the conversation between like you know, Pedersen and and Matthews and like Matthews is regarded now as one of the best goal scorers in the history of the game. Yeah, no question. Okay, in the history of the game, but he can't pass like. Pedersen, he doesn't see the ice like Pedersen. This guy's a pure shooter. Okay? So, mm. I don't know. Where do you value? Where, where well, do you put your value? What do you if, mean? Hmm. I'm all asking you. I mean, Matthews is an average passer. Yeah. Okay? But are you, if you are starting a team tomorrow, who, yeah. who are you taking? Matthews 10 times out of 10. Well, yeah, because there's, yeah. again, there's that, that, that hyped up 70 goal scorer. That, that's the ultimate sales job is to put the puck in the net. Yeah, that's, that's the, the most that's marketable. The point of the job. That's yeah. the point no, no, of the game. It's the most marketable <laughs> sure. sales job out there is the guy that puts it in the net. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily the game, right? And as a distributor of the puck, as a guy that can see the ice better, who can't shoot the puck in the net as often as Matthews, Petey's right up there. For sure. Heard he's, it here first. He's definitely up there, but he's not as good, in my opinion. No, I'm with you there. I okay. don't think so either. But, yes. Uh, and the last thing I had, quick little same-game parlay. Only two games under in action tonight. Uh, Nashville in Dallas. Give me a little revenge parlay with uh, Matt Duchesne to score. Uh, and the, he's been very good this And the year, Dallas right? Stars to win in regulation is plus 360. So, there All you right. go. There's a little something for you. Uh, and that was game time. Uh, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly.
Okay. Take a break right here. Text, 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 got, text. Uh, yes, 595.90. News and notes. We didn't even discuss Nick Felina, who got a brand new contract extension. So we'll tell Good you agent. all about that after the break. And as Sammy had said, we're going to go through some uh, tweets. We want to hear from you. So make sure you text us at 595.90. Is that, is that right? You got it. Wow. I'm really, really <laughs> good at that. So don't go away. Everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor Show with Will Lou. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're down the stretch this week on the Real Kipper and Born Show. We take some news and notes in, and your text. Word out of Chicago, Nick Foligno has signed a two-year, $9 million deal. Now, can you guys confirm for me that he asked for six and they insisted he took nine? Is that what happened here? Turn your mic on. Uh, who are you bidding against at that number? <laughs> like, I get it. Um, we, we Was someone had, else going to give great, him eight? He's had a great career. He yes, continues to have some good contributions. But this is just finding the right team at the right time. And, listen, he brings a ton of credibility. For sure he does. But this is just a team that needs to get to the floor, I would imagine. What is it? What is that what problem. this is about? Do you know what their who their highest earning player on their cap friendly pages for forward among forward Taylor Hall? Uh, he's on the IR, so he's okay. not. They're currently playing. It's Jason Dickinson making two point six, and then Kurashev at two two. Yeah, that's their top guys. Which means that they that's <laughs> David Camp they, money. They need they need Nick taking four and a half next year. God, he fell into a great They situation. couldn't have found other places to spend the money in free agency? I Listen, I think Felino's an awesome ambassador for the game and a great player and yada yada. Even Nick Felino doesn't think he's worth four and a half a year, does he? This is where the system is really screwed up where guys are just fighting tooth and nail for every dollar and one of the rare teams in the league has to overspend just to make the floor in the salary cap. It's really strange. Well, you know what? They have Tyler Johnson's $5 million coming off the cap at the end of this season, as well as Anthony Bavillier's 4.1. So there's $9.1 million they suddenly have freed up. Got to give to someone, I guess, is the point. Athens, he was making 4.2. Yeah. Hall's making six for one more year. Anyway. Hell of an agent. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's getting some of that, too. He's doing pretty well. But... And, you know, this has been something that I've been taught my whole life about treating people well and being nice to people and being a good guy. Get, see, on, I mean, I'm on TV and like, I don't, I don't belong here. It's <laughs> <laughs> gone this far. Like Nick Foligno is the most well-liked person in the NHL. Like, have you ever talked to anybody or heard anybody oh, say one bad thing no, about the guy? He's no. beloved. Everywhere he goes, oh, like and I, think I talked to him on the radio in the summer. I thought we were best friends after. Like yeah. he's the nicest guy in the they're, world. They're, that goes a yeah. long way. And if he was healthy, it would have been a different story for him continuing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I would imagine if you would have found a, a reasonable number that you were comfortable with. But 
you know, he's he's battled. He battled his yeah. health the last little while, and at least he's healthy enough to, to warrant a, a two-year deal. So yeah, good 30, on you, Nick, man. Absolutely. 37 and 38 years old uh, with 1,120 games in the bank already. So, the, the, All right. Yeah. There's so, something, uh, something I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. Sid, it's just. Sid's Two just more carrying Pittsburgh. Pitch joke, how good not, not carrying, dragging the Penguins. Dragging. Yeah, because they're kind, of, they're, they're kind of lifeless, and he's dragging. Yeah. It's ridiculous how good he's been. I don't think I'll... Make the same mistake and write Pittsburgh off, though, as I did no. probably with Edmonton earlier. They're, they're, oh, that PD goal in OT last yeah. night, Eric Carlson is like behind or the offensive goal line in the corner. Yeah. You know. Yeah. As, That's fine. But they're still too talented. Too many to, good players. To miss the playoffs. Too many good players to miss the playoffs. All right. Want to do some text, Sammy? Sure. I think we got. Uh, I'm going to go first because I just. Kind of scrolled one. I don't know. Uh, do dilly who dilly? Did you get that one? I'm on the text line. Okay, five ninety five ninety. Where are you on? Is it I don't Twitter know. No, this is to me and you. From where? He's on Signal. I told you. Do dilly who dilly at do dilly who dilly. I think. Kipper, I have no idea what you're talking about, brother. Well, I got where I got a text. Read okay, it. and okay. it's it's to the fan, and you guys are on it too. It yeah. says, "Hey, Kip." Can you please back up the mic a bit? It overpowers everyone else. Well, that's kind of the point. <laughs> and and well, in that's fairness, my, that's my strategy. Kip has a radio voice, whereas I do not. And I sit back here sometimes. <laughs> well, maybe I should get up there. It's been described yeah. as sucking in helium. Your voice. No, yours. Mine, yeah, sure. <laughs> that's much more like it. Yeah, I'm more familiar with that description. Than uh, radio all right. Did you get the one that wants... Uh, uh, an explanation or uh, a, a hot t- take on your, your hoodie today. Did you get that one? I saw that one. That's from my boy, Rick Young. Who oh, said it was, he said it was really nice. The most aimless hoodie of all time. Go sports teams. Well, all of them. It's the super wild card weekend this weekend in the NFL, which is one of the best weekends of the year sports wise. And the Toronto Maple Leafs just chose to play both evenings, which I'm really excited about. Thanks a lot. Leafs. <laughs> See, you can't, it's nothing sacred. It's the NFL playoffs. Don't play Sunday of the NFL playoffs. Oh. It's either that or it's just you're out of ideas to wear. No, I, I, I'm wearing this because I love NFL football. And it's a big NFL yeah. football weekend. But we got to get you some This guy was a real Bills wardrobe. fan. He wouldn't be wearing the Dolphins, Jets, not, and Patriots I'm not a up Bills in fan. here. I'm not a Bills fan. I'm a fan of the entire AFC. I enjoy all the teams in the AFC. I root for them vehemently. So there you go. So then grab a shovel yeah. and go help the Bills I this would, weekend. If I lived within a... Two-mile, three-mile radius of Buffalo, of the stadium. I'm 100% there with a shovel helping them dig out. There's going to be some wild weather this weekend. I don't know if you saw the Kansas City stuff, but it's, like, going to be dangerously cold. Like, minus 30 wind chill. Wow. Yeah. You know what? Let's just do winter. Let's have a bit of it. And, and, to, and I, I think I, I, read a, I read a story about Tua that he's never – Tua, the quarterback for the yeah. – He's never he won a game. He's never uh, – Tongue of Iloa. Above 60 degrees? What? Yeah, he hasn't won a game that's like below 35 degrees or something. He's done. They're done. They got those really, not their uniforms don't travel. All right. Anyways, I'm going to read one here. I heard a rumor. This is from a tag. I don't, they didn't put their name on it. Put your name on it and I'll read it on air. I heard a rumor that the Canucks are targeting Gensel before the deadline. Is there any truth to that or how plausible is it? So I wrote I earlier in my, uh, uh, my notes for the Toronto Star that, uh, he turned down like fifty million bucks from Pittsburgh. Oh my! Pardon? This is news. Yeah, Jake Gensel. 50? Ballpark fifty, but the uh, oh, with an eight-year term? Nope, six. 
Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is Jake Gensel two or three years older than Willie Nylander? Yeah, that sounds right. So he won't. He's 29. So he's 29, turning yep. 30, yep. correct? Yep, he's in his so 30th year. An eight-year deal out of Pittsburgh probably isn't that realistic, but 10 times six for a guy that's shot the puck in the net more times than Willie Nylander in less games is a compelling argument. Yeah. Interesting, too, because Pittsburgh has so many salary commitments. Like, they can't necessarily go to the max. I do wonder and if... he's been consistent score. For sure. Gentle. He's, he's so been, good. He's really good. I wonder if they're not a team that will look to do what the Blues did with Shattenkirk and Stastny, and even though they're competitive this year, trade a guy like him and try to bring in a player. Does it make any sense that Kyle Dubas is under instructions or the belief that he can still get this team to win the Stanley Cup with Sid Crosby being an MVP type and you trade Gensel. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, like, can you get someone who sell, helps? Bud. The problem is Dubas has been in Toronto for years going, ah, we'll just own rental a Zach Hyman or uh, go through the laundry list of guys who eventually just left. Like, has he learned some lesson about you? You can't just let guys leave. Eventually, it gets real thin, so. Mm. You're right, though, Kipper. Yeah. It's I, like. Your, your argument's much better. Since having be- an MVP season, and he's dragging them into yeah. the playoff conversation, yeah. it's like, wow, you know that guy that, like, you really like playing with and is really good and scores yeah. a lot of goals? We're going to trade him for futures. Yeah. Like, well, what future? The one where I'm not here? Good point. If by chance, Vancouver can find a way to get him. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh boy. That's got, like, Stanley Cup aspirations written all over it. Love it. Um, this one's from Nathan in Calgary. The Nate dog. How, how good does it, that Sharangovich trade look now? People did not like the trade at the time, but it seems like it's going to be a steal for Conroy. I really like Sharon Govich. A uh, big believer in him. He didn't make sense. He was redundant okay. for New Jersey. How'd they get Toffoli. him again? Remind me. Toffoli. 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 Yeah. Okay. And Toffoli's been pretty useful in New Jersey. Yeah. I feel like yeah. they kind of both win this trade because now you've got a 25, 26-year-old kid who can contribute for Calgary, hopefully for years. So yeah, He's a big, call it a win. strong kid. And they got, too, a, right? they got a three with him, too. They got a third-round pick with him. With Sharon Govich. Yeah. 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 It's a really good trade. Very but. good. Calgary's going to have to dish some guys. Do you think they they sign Hannafin? Well, if you're Hannafin, you why would you sign? Because you're being offered Just... 50, 60 million bucks. That's oh, okay. Why. All right, sure. Yeah. I'll stay. Because that's what it's going to take. Yeah. You assume he's in the ballpark of seven and a half, eight million dollars a year. He just does everything, right? Like he skates so well. He's a big guy. He can contribute offensively. It's going to cost a lot of money, but the Flames, yeah, should pony up, I think. Yeah, and the other one, the other defenseman to keep an eye on, guys, is with with Ottawa going into the tank, like, what's their decision? And we had Doug McLean on earlier talking about not even close who the best defenseman in, is, in Ottawa is. It's Sanderson. But you got Shabbat at $8 million. Like, where is uh, Jacob Chikrin in the future of the Ottawa Senators. 26 they points have in to 37 decide? games. Yeah, they have to. No, but they have to like, sign yeah. him. They have to sign him. For sure. Okay, so Chikrin's going to be looking for similar money like Hannafin. 
at seven, seven and a half. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he plays almost 23 minutes a night. Can they do that? Can they have Sanderson, Shabbat, and Chikrin all above $7 million? You know what my problem with that is? My only problem with that? They can, but none of them to me are enough. You know, they're all, maybe Sanderson will be. Sanderson will be, I think. Sanderson may be like a top half number one guy, but like Chikrin's good. Like, kind of in the Morgan Riley mold. And I think we've complained here in Toronto, or people have, that you don't have one of the yeah. elite number ones. I, I, so, someone mentioned to me that the Leafs may be calling Ottawa just to see on Chikrin. Because mm. there was Chikrin talk uh, prior to him getting traded to Ottawa. I wonder if if the Leafs revisit that. What would Chikrin have left on his? He's got this year and next year. Okay. If I'm not mistaken yeah you're correct 4.6 and and here's here's the tricky part for for ottawa is that if you choose not to trade him this year and you maybe move move him at the draft you get less yeah i'm so sick of the at the draft thing it's not better to wait till then there's there's more value in trading for him now with two chances at a stanley cup with him on the old deal Mm -hmm. than just one Agreed. And Ottawa has to weigh that out. So here are your choices. Trade him now, trade him at the draft, trade him next trade deadline, or sign him. Those are your only choices. Yeah. He is a name to watch then. Keep an eye on Chikrin at Ottawa. I'm um, just seeing what else we got here. <sighs> Do you think that Nick Cousins is the dirtiest player in the league? Uh I certainly did this season this for sure. Yeah, before this season, I, I want to see more didn't. proof, though. There's no real like that's a dying like Radkogudis is, but remember pretty filthy when it, like it just felt like there was for a while there with the Patrick Cook, Coletta days. I just Cook and Coletta. He's just got to back Torres it up. That's and, all. If you're gonna play that hard and that dirty, mm-hmm. buddy, you got to drop your gloves now. You got to answer the bell a little bit. Yeah. Are the flame? Are the Flames going to trade Jacob Markstrom? From Corey and Calgary. Yeah, interesting. You know, he's saw weeks of sweet today. What's he have left say? on his he, deal? He's got quite a bit. Yeah, he? he does. Two more years at six million. No, I think maybe even longer. I'm looking it up now. Deal. Radio here. Take a moment. Yeah, I think he signed six six times. Yeah. All right. He is six million this year, and then two more. Two more. Yeah. Big ticket. Okay. So they got to eat money on that. For a contender to take them, uh, that's a that's not part of the. If if they are even contemplating making calls, I'm not, I'm not discussing with teams t- holding salary on that. You're saying we want to get the you're, money off we, the books. Yeah, he, he he's been good. Yeah, he's been really good. You're getting yeah, a you're getting a, a good, good goalie. goalie. I'm is... not holding any money on Markstrom. Yeah, he and with has... a goalie shortage that's out there right now. He's been a 9-10 in 25 yes. games on a pretty nah, mediocre been, team. Some nights I've watched him, he's been lights out. Yeah, God, his last year wasn't very good. He's up and down. Yeah. He is. He can be as hot as anybody. Yeah, but so the, the whole team. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, the goalies that you love are just guys that, like, you kind of know what you're going to get. Like, yeah. you expect something, and you, he's not that. No. He's really hot and cold. All right, boys. That's it for text. So we've, we've worked. Now over three years, and I continue to learn something about you guys every day. Uh-oh. Today, I learned that we would not have a show today if you two weren't pizza delivery guys. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah, my favorite job ever. 
Number one, other than this I one, clearly. I do not see the link. It's Well, the link is, is that I drove around for almost 10 years. Well, I mean, not 10, six. Listening to Sports Talk Radio, listening to Sports Talk 590 The Fan, listening to Blue Jays games on the station, being like, I could, I could do this. I could do this. And loving it. I love sports. And then that's basically the reason I got into it, because I delivered pizza and listened to so much Sports Talk Radio. Well, it's... So if it wasn't for old Dominios, I wouldn't be here. So it's a, it's a good thing you weren't listening to, like, the Dr. Ruth show. <laughs> Who's this? Like, a, a sex therapist, right? Who knows? Yeah. I could do this. You, you would I could do this. Ended up. Yeah, I know. So there you go. But you deliver pizza, too. It's an incredible job. It's an awesome job. I did it for Boston Pizza, for Bretto and Kelowna BC. But I did it for a couple spots. It's kind of changed now, because there's all, like, the... The delivery things, like the Uber Eats and all these yeah. different things. So it's not like the same as it used to be. Don't get, let me get on my high horse here about delivery and what it, the state of delivery these days. You never, like, spit on anyone's pizza, did you? Oh, no. Of course not. You slice? <laughs> I mean, they give me a bad tip. I might do a burnout in the driveway. But <laughs> <laughs> Always tip your delivery drivers. It's, you know, you tip servers, and I tip servers well. But think about it. If you're going to stiff a delivery driver... They took their but in their personal car, drove into. There is nobody on the planet that doesn't ask for a tip anymore. Oh, you can't even go get a coffee. They're like they spin the iPad. You're like, buddy, you, I want me to go behind there and pour the, the coffee. coffee maker. I can go back there and pour the coffee if you want. <laughs> anyway, rant. All right, we gotta go. I feel like we should be hearing some music. Know. Oh, there we go. Oh, 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 there's our cue. That means the weekend's starting. Let's go. Our thanks to Eric Dean covering the Avalanche, and of course. Off the Rails Friday with Doug McClain. Have a safe weekend, everybody. If you get a chance, give us a rating and a review.